Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Be The Frequency podcast. I'm your host, Shalane Carter, and this podcast is the perfect convergence of all things health, wealth, quantum physics, and spirituality. I help bring you practical tools to be able to understand and utilize the subtle energy realms to work for you to create the most abundant life. I have been everything from a single mom living off food stamps, being a makeup artist and feeling so lost, to building a six-figure business, attracting the love of my life, traveling the world and feeling incredibly aligned with my purpose here on earth. With my background in healing and being on the road to getting my PhD in integrative medicine myself, along with many other incredible guests are going to share with you how to actually change your habits and shift your frequency so you can begin to live the life that you know you were meant to. Are you ready to take the quantum leap? Let's do this. Welcome back everybody to Be The Frequency. My name is Shalane Carter. I am your host and I am really excited to be here after a much needed break, hiatus, whatever you you want to call it, okay? Um, I haven't recorded a podcast since the end of 2023, um, mostly because honestly, life got really busy. So just to kind of give you a a life update for those of you, I I believe I spoke about it in some of my last podcast episodes, but I actually enrolled in Mm -hmm. a program for integrative medicine, um, which this particular school it's a it's a private university and this particular one really focuses on um on energetics on (laughs) on energy and on quantum physics that's kind of their like specialty um so it's really really cool because it's right up my alley with the chakras and energy and healing and all of those things um however it does just require a lot of my time and my my family has also kind of been growing and not in that way we're not having any more kids I realize how that probably sounded just there. We're not having more kids. However, um, in the sense of like kids going to, you know, kind of up leveling and and things like that. And it kind of brings me to today's, today's episode um, because we've talked about generational healing. There is some other podcast episodes that I've done on it. I can link those in the show notes for you. Um, But the fascinating thing about, healing. And if you are not familiar with epigenetics, I would love for you to kind of go take a a moment and go down a rabbit hole. Um, Because epigenetics is the study of gene expression, but actually like how genes are expressed. So in that sense, what we know to be true about genes is that and yes, I feel like I'm like three minutes in and I'm already getting into like juicy shit. I don't know how to do it any other way, you guys. I, I'm not really good at small talk. We're just, we're just getting into it. So if you've never been here before, um, my focus has always been on healing yourself, your energetic body, transforming your energy to become a magnet for all that you desire for your health, wealth, and relationships. So in doing that, you really have to understand how energy moves and how energy works. And the epigenetics is is kind of right up that alley. So because it is the study of how genes are expressed, what it it actually really deeply goes into is genes are expressed by your environment. So whenever you have an experience, you take in things through your five senses, literally your vibratory senses, your sight, 
which is all seeing, right? Interpreting wavelengths of light, interpreting it through your eye, and then making meaning of it with your brain based on previous experience. Same thing with sound, um, same thing with touch, and even the molecules in your mouth, yes, vibrate at a specific frequency that your tongue, right, is picking up on certain molecules and then interpreting things, things like that. But really eating is a, a full sensory experience. Just thinking about food, you salivate. Are you salivating? Check your mouth. <laughs> um, but so epigenetics is the study of this gene expression, okay? So in gene expression, a couple of things. Everything that happens in your environment turns on or off a gene. So what we now know is there is a certain percentage of your genes that are fixed that is like your, your um, physical makeup, whether you have blue eyes or brown hair or the color of your skin, things like that, that are fixed. And for the longest time, it was thought that the, the rest of these genes were just your, um, what do they call them? They're, they were just like junk genes. And they were just basically these things that they were, they called it so interesting to me. And I, I spoke about this with my husband the other day. I was like, it is crazy to me that because we don't know something, it, it's like recently. So I'm recording this on August 9th. Recently, the um, um, government came out and said, hey, you know, aliens are real. And um it's like, okay, well, did you really think you were the only people in the galaxy? The only people, I mean, really, when you look at like the speck that we are on the galaxy, it is nothing. It is nothing. And we, so it's so funny to me that we always think just because we don't um, know something, right? Just because we aren't aware of what it actually is. We don't have an explanation for it. We're like, they're junk genes. They must mean nothing. Yes, I'm sure nature always does that. They have just this stuff that there's no, no way we could possibly use it. But okay, I digress. So we knew nothing about them. So we were ignorant. It's fine. Um, we're now learning about a lot of these genes and how the environment then expresses or represses the gene. So when the gene turns on, it, you know, this may be things when, when people are like, okay, I, I carry the gene for that. Um, or, you know, but why, if you carry the gene again, in this Newtonian thinking, it's like this input equals this output. And now what we're now understanding is through, instead of Newtonian, Hold the phone. I have to tell you about one of my favorite tools for healing. It's the Brain Tap headset. If you haven't seen it, it looks a little bit like a Star Trek situation, but modern and really cute. Um, I don't know if I'd wear it out. However, this Brain Tap headset has sound frequency, binaural beats that go in your ears, as well as light frequencies, this kind of visor thing that drops down over your eyes to really start to induce your brain into specific frequencies to be able to create change. Now it comes along it has this program, this app that has all of these different things that you can work on. I've been working on money and business building, really thinking about how I want to change the world and really big picture thinking in my business. But I have people who use it for sleep. I have people that use it for weight loss. I have people that use it for all sorts of different things. It really helps to eliminate these mental blocks and your negative thinking. So you can kind of tap into this creative potential that you have. Your body has this natural recovery power, this innate wisdom within it 
And using things like frequency can help to tap into that. This is really cutting edge. Honestly, the way you know, I talk about it all the time, the way that medicine is going is into the quantum, it's into the frequencies. So this is kind of like fitness, but for your brain, it helps you to tap into your intuition, communicate more effectively, be really more aware and in tune with what's actually happening in your body, this emotional intelligence. So if you haven't already, you're going to want to check it out. I'll put the link in my bio, but I highly recommend this. My kids have even used it. Get this. My kids, we bring it on road trips and my kids love it. Most of the sessions are no longer than 15, 20 minutes, 25 minutes at max. So sometimes when you need a nap, what you really need is your brain frequency to get into maybe a slower frequency, one that taps into the creative so you can come back refreshed and rejuvenated. Go ahead and check it out at the bottom. The link is in the, the show notes. Let me know when you buy one. Please let me know. Tell me how much you love it. I love to hear all about all of these tools that are you're implementing into your life that is really changing the way that you live so you can become the frequency that you want to be. Tony in physics, once we realize that how energy actually moves and, and are now aware and use quantum physics, it's just taking a while for like science and medicine and stuff like that to catch up, but we'll get there. So now that we know that not all genes are fixed and it's not all input versus output. If you have this, then it equals this, because if that was the case, everybody that had that particular gene would then it express it a specific way. Every single time there would be no randomness to it. What creates the randomness? I'm, I'm getting to this like generational trauma. Don't worry. We're getting there. You need to understand this first. And it's really important as parents, I recommend right now, if you have a friend or you know, somebody that you're like they their children are really similar or they're worried about like patterns that they're recreating you need to send them this episode okay so when you experience something and it's taken in through your five senses okay your brain then makes meaning to it so then you start to have thoughts and also a a chemical cocktail and what i mean by that is this biological response that in, informs the endocrine system, your system of hormones to produce certain hormones, things like that. Now, what happens is when these things repeat over and over and over, and this can be something good, this could be something bad, this could be whatever, again, good or bad is all relative. If you're listening to this on the podcast, I just did air quotes. Good and bad is all relative. So if we know that and we understand that, we're like, okay, great. This means that if you experience something over and over and over and over and over and over and over, it starts to inform the cells and to get even further, the DNA within the cells on how to respond to this. So if you are in chronic stress and things like that, and your nervous system is always upregulated, it's always on the sympathetic nervous system is constantly anticipating things, you maybe have high cortisol levels, this is really common with my clients who have autoimmune disorders, different things like that, basically, too many things are on too many things, certain things that should be off are on, all the things are messed up. Really, it's like, it's like a game of telephone. Hello, hello. By the time you get to the end, they're like, I have no idea what you said, you know, and it's like a purple taco. And you're like, I for sure did not say that. Um, but in epigenetics, we're actually seeing, okay, these certain genes express or are depressed or repressed. And why this is really fascinating is within the study, 
within the the this particular study of studying genes is what they're seeing is that genes are actually made of biophotons, light. Again, frequency. Who knew? Hmm. This type of stuff, I feel like yogis and like, again, all the ancient medicines were very aware of this. It's like modern medicine, again, who like just needs a minute to catch up. Like, don't worry, we'll wait for you. We've been here. Um, within the DNA and these biophotons, these light molecules, when genes are expressed or repressed. And if you are not aware, okay, the grandmother um, has the next three generations within her womb and will carry all of the, basically, so within the, the egg, within that, all of the genetic expression for the next three generations. So when do you even talk about that on a biological level? It means anything that happened to the grandmother is then going to be felt by the mother, that is going to be felt by the child, that is going to be felt by the grandchild, and how that trickles down in a, a biological way is again, this flood of chemical, these, this chemical cocktail that just floods your blood, blood, okay? All of your circulatory system that then informs all hormones are, is informing the systems of your body how to behave, what they should feel. They're eliciting up, up regulation or down regulation of different systems. So say, and I kind of always like to give this, this because we think we're so far removed, but we're really not. Say your family is coming across the plains of America, okay? Mm -hmm. Again, you think you're far removed from that, but you're really not. When you think about, okay, if you're, if your, um, you know, grandmother, let's say, or or your great grandmother, right? If you're the child, and let, let's talk great grandmother. If she is, she would be, you know, maybe she's passed away. She would be 120, 130 years old. That is the literally turn of the century into the 1900s. People were still traveling across the plains and things like that. So this is very real. Um, and you think about the hardships that they experienced, then as a result, you also have felt all of the things that she has felt. So what is far more interesting to me is that they have found that within at least, and again, this is like a very conservative number, seven generations can be shown to have the gene expression of somebody who's, again, let's say seven generations ago, somebody was migrating to America, somebody was you know in the play, somebody was whatever it is. It's being shown that the information of that has informed the genes whether to express or not has been carried for up to seven generations deep. Mind blown, right? So it's fascinating to me that, that again, we think that we don't have this effect. So now I want to challenge you even further because we also know that time is an illusion. That time is this construct that we kind of play by, quote unquote, as humans, but really it doesn't exist. You can move faster than time. 
And notice how time is all relative as well. If you're in a really great conversation, it's like time slows down, right? Or if you're like waiting for something to be over, it also like slows down. You're like, wow. You know, it's like time doesn't exist in certain like conversational or, or moments where you're really like enjoying it. But if you're counting the clock, right? What is it? A, a watch pot never boils. It's like all of a sudden your perception of chime changes. So with that being said, I would even challenge, and I mean, I know this to be true, but if you do something to change a behavior now, or let's say your child does something to change a behavior or a pattern that you've seen in your family, that it can then trickle backwards and also have a healing effect. What I've found um, when I do healing sessions, especially when spirits come to me. So if you didn't know this, I also do some mediumship work. It's not really what I, I advertise um, because sometimes people, some spirit guides really want their presence to be known. They have messages that come through and some don't necessarily. They're not always like really loud. Um, everybody, again, everybody has a different personality. Every spirit's a little bit different. Um, and so Sometimes when people are like, I want to speak to whoever, I'm like, sometimes you can't just like call on them and they come up. So it's something that it just kind of happens in my healing sessions. It's not something that I advertise as like a service per se. Um, and I, I would say that's not my forte either. That's not my like zone of genius. It just kind of is this thing that happens. And um, when that happens, I've had where the spirit said all the person, the client had to do was inform, like in their mind, like speaking to a spirit, right? Use your intuition um, and your highest self to speak to these past um, generations. Ask them if they would like to receive that healing and if they accept it into their lives. And if they, and that's the thing as a, as a soul, we, again, my belief and what I know to be true is that we go through, we reincarnate. Our soul is this infinite, it's this bliss body that then incarnates into physical. Um, and actually the work of Amit, Amit Goswami is, um, he's a physicist, but he is honestly like genius, um, and really talks about after studying quantum physics, how he's like, oh, 100% reincarnation is true. So if you if you want more information, I would go look him up. His name's Amit Goswami. And um, I could also kind of put that in the notes for you. Um, but he talks about like the 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 bliss body, which is would be what a lot of us would consider your soul. And then what happens is when we reincarnate, we kind of take all this information, we take this knowledge and we come to earth. Now, I had a really interesting experience and I'm going to share with you. Um, I needed, I felt like I needed to give you that backstory so you could understand how healing kind of can happen backwards and forwards. You can be healing right now and affect future generations. You can be healing right now and also affect past generations. So either way, if you're doing work to be the best version of yourself, to unlearn conditionings and patterns and behaviors, you're, you're doing great. Yeah.
Even if you don't think you are, even if you think you're not making much progress, you are by just practicing being aware. So kudos to you. Um, I had an experience this past week and it was, oddly, I didn't think it would be very healing for me, but it really was. So I need to, to kind of give you a, a history. I've talked about my mom before on the podcast and she might even listen to this podcast. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, she follows me on like Instagram and, and stuff like that. And you're always kind of mindful of when you have stories to tell that include other people. Sometimes they don't necessarily see that because it's not their perspective. And again, this is something that I talked about with my healing clients. Nobody is going to have the perspective that you have because nobody's had the experience that you've had in your position. So me being the child, her being the parent, her having her lived experience and might have myself having my own. Um, as a child, I really loved volleyball. <laughs> this is probably not worth it. You thought this story was going, right? Okay, so bear with me. I really loved volleyball. We played it a lot um, in the, the church that I grew up in. Um, we would have like volleyball nights or whatever. It was a lot of fun. And in middle school, and so then as I was getting into high school, I was like, I really want to try out for the high school team. Now, I was the oldest of five kids. Um, and we were always just making enough to get by. We never really had extra. And in fact, I, I think I've talked again, I, I, you kind of forget, like when you record so many podcasts, you're like, what are you talking about? I don't remember. Did I tell you the story? You know, I'm trying not to retell you stories twice, but, um, um, I remember having, there's one specific moment that I remember, um, like sitting down and I remember when I would babysit, and like once I turned, I started babysitting around 11, 12. Um, and I remember many times that my mom was like, hey, can I borrow your babysitting money until, you know, this paycheck comes in and then I'll pay you back type of thing. And so we really, we did not have a lot of money. Um, we were just, you know, scooting by. And so to add on top of that, paying for me to do, you know, lessons or even a rec league where you pay, it's like a hundred and it's like a hundred dollars or something like that for a, a three week or not three week, a three month, like, um, you know, rec ball, whatever, um, through the city usually, or, or, you know, organizations, it's a great way to like learn. Um, but it also meant one more thing for my mom to do. And so, you know, at that point, we've got babies at home, kids in elementary school. I'm going into middle school. And and anyways, never did anything other than with this church ball. But I really loved it. And I remember wanting it really bad and went to tryouts. And all but two people made the team. I was one of the people that did not make the team. And I was devastated. I was so hurt. Um, and I kind of had this theme. I really realized it this past year, maybe, about, about maybe, well, I realized it before, but I think I realized the layers in which it had, had come into play. It wasn't just like romantic relationships, but I had this, um, belief of not being chosen, not being good enough, um, always being passed over. And this was kind of an iteration of that. It's also part of the reason I think I started a business for myself. I got tired of being passed over, of being like, I'm actually really great. Like, what the, what the fuck, you know? Okay. So I went to like the intramurals. I showed up every day. Okay. Didn't make the team. Um, and it's something that like, 
I've kind of held on to a little bit. All of my friends played volleyball, um, male and female, like both teams. That was kind of like the, the group that I hung out with a bit. So it always felt a little like I was on the outside and which is hurtful. It's hurtful, especially when you're trying to, in, in that age of your life, you're really trying to be accepted and want to belong somewhere, want to belong to a group. So fast forward, I have kids. My daughter's about eight years old. She wants to try volleyball. I'm like, yes. I, I also really enjoy watching it. I think it's, to me, it's such a fun sport. It's so fast paced. I like anything. Like I cannot watch like baseball for the life of me. Like, listen, gentlemen, ladies, your butt looks great in those tight pants, but I just cannot get behind the game. It's way too slow. Um, you know, I feel like that about a lot of, of different games, even football. I'm like, good God, come on. You know, I'm like, basketball at least is a little more like, back and forth, back and forth. I like that. Um, so I've always really loved volleyball because it's really, it's fast paced. It's con the ball is constantly changing every hit. It's changing hands, you know, and you're trying to, it's timed. So a lot of times you're trying to get like, so anyways, love it. And so she wants to do it and she's like, my my daughter is very by nature very cautious and I actually we can I could do a whole episode on this too like I attribute it to again things that she experienced in the womb um, I also attribute it to um, a really I would always say be careful and I think she internalized that really deeply she's always been a very cautious person and um, not like scaredy cat or anything like that but any feeling thing that feels new or a little bit like eh, i don't know she's like nope it's okay like she wants to do it wants to do it wants to do it and then it's like no so and i've noticed that as i had noticed it as a parent so i um i <laughs> we walk in she's so excited we get there she looks inside they're they're you know eight so they're doing their practice in like a racquetball court she looks inside and she goes, mom, I don't want to go in. I'm not going to do volleyball. And I was like, what? You were just so, literally in the car, you were so excited. She goes, I don't know anybody. And I was like, well, nobody knows anybody. It's okay. Like you all are going to meet each other. It's going to be fine. It's just like when you get a new class at school, you know, the first day is kind of weird, but then it's fine. Nope. I'm not going. I was like, Ava, we're going. I already paid the fee for, for this. Um, and again, at the time, I'm a single parent, so I, and I kind of felt the same a little bit more than when I was growing up. I did have some some extra, and I was doing well for myself doing um, lash extensions, but I was definitely very cautious of money and or um, aware of my spending. And I was like, no, no, for sure, paid a hundred dollars. Like you're getting your little sweet tush in there. And she's like, nope, I'm not going in there. And I was like, Eva. If I have to pick you up by the shoulders and place you in that room, I will. I know this is something that you're excited about. You were just nervous because it's new and it's different. And she's like, no, I'm really not going in. I said, okay, you have a choice. You have five seconds. I'm going to count to five and you're either going to walk in there or I'm going to pick you up and place you in there. Your choice. She goes, fine. Just let me wipe my tears first. We always kind of joke about this, this story. She needed to like wipe her tears first. She was all worked up and end of it. She loved it. But as a parent afterwards, I was like, I don't know if that was the right choice to like not threaten, but you know, really push her into something that she wants. But I, I kind of knew her demeanor that she often needs this like encouragement, especially in the beginning. And then she's fine. 
And again, it's like every child is a little different. So fast forward, she's played for this team for several years. She ends up playing for like two club teams um, in middle school and is a good player. And she goes to try out for high school volleyball. She is so nervous and nervous, excited. So we kind of talked about, she's really kind of like little, little anxious going into it. And, um, we ended up getting her a few private lessons to just help with some things that we were, we're like, okay, these are like, you're a great player, but these are like these small things that make a big difference. And he, her coach has had 20 years of experience coaching and, you know, I'm, I'm telling we're kind of talking about it and, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of telling him that she's a little anxious for it. And, and she's, you know, kind of being hard on herself. And he's like, listen, you don't need to be hard on yourself as somebody who has coached high school teams for years and years and years. If you came to tryouts, I would pick you for my team. And which was so great. I think exactly what she needed to hear. And it was very cute. We came home. We're just kind of talking about it. And she goes, you know, mom, this is, this girl is like so wise, wise beyond her years. Um, and she's always kind of been this way, always been very stylish, always been very like earth conscientious. Just, I mean, she's just, just such a cool kid. And she goes, you know, mom, which some of you might want to take this down because this is like wisdom drop. She goes, you know, anytime I start to think that I'm nervous or what if, you know, what if I don't make the team and I start doubting myself, I'm going to say, no, remember the wisdom of somebody who has 20 years experience in the field. He says you are good enough to make the team. So tryouts come. Okay. She is, she's, we went to the two days of intramurals. There was all this other debacle that I won't bore you with about tryouts. And this is a new coach and all these other things. And I drop her off and I'm like, felt like I held my breath for like two hours. I was like, okay, as a parent, you're anticipating, I need to be emotionally regulated for both things. I need to be able to be so excited if she makes the team. And I also need to be able to be empathetic and help her navigate disappointment if she doesn't. And that's a lot for two hours to like sit as a parent. You never want your children to hurt like that. You never want your children to feel rejected. You never want those things. Um, because you're like, I, I want them to experience everything. I want them to experience, you know, yes, good and bad, but I want them to feel chosen. I want them to feel confident. So she comes out and I'm, one girl comes out. And she's got tears. And I was like, oh no, oh no. Okay. And so they kind of start trickling out. And the first few you could tell were a little like upset. And I was like, okay, this is seems good then. She's still in there. So maybe I'm not sure they th this is a new coach. So like there's been no communication to the parents, no information really on the website. Like it's been very minimal. We're all just like, I don't know, like show up, drop her off. Okay, great. Oh, for the best, cross your fingers. So she um she comes out and I see her do like one of the other parents that I knew that were family friends. She, you know, that parent is walking up to their child who's with my daughter and both of them kind of give a thumbs up. So I already knew 
that she had made the team. And I was like, start to tear up a little bit. I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay, great. And she walks towards the car. And then it's like, she, she she's trying to like mess with me. Okay. All of a sudden she gets a frown on her face and she looks so sullen and sad, but like fake, you know, and you know, if you're a parent, you know, when your kids are like lying, you know, when they're faking, like their facial expressions, give it all away, their tonality, all the things. So she walks up to the car. She opens the door. She's still pretending to be sad. She goes, mom. And I was like, I already know you made the team. She's like, I didn't make the team. <laughs> like she thought she was messing with me. But I just, I really had this, like, I've been working on my belief about not being chosen. And when I look at my experience, what I did for my child was provide fertile ground for her to have the, a different experience. For her, for me to see that she wants it and wanted to play just like I wanted to play. And there were times because she's playing on a club team. I mean, if you don't have kids on in club sports, let me tell you, it is a car payment, a nice car payment every month. Okay. For these teams. So it definitely, um, and it, it's something that can really stretch you. And it did for us. We were, um, we had just bought a house. We were moving. Uh, we bought, so bought a house, moving, moving expenses. You know what I mean? All the things we were renovating the house. Um, we were also getting married and taking our honey. So there was a lot of expenses and I was like, no, this is important. This is something that she really wants. And something that my husband and I have always kind of talked about is that if our kids have a desire and a want for something, really doing everything that we can to provide them an opportunity to explore that because I think so much of our childhood we're taught to be careful and take the safe way and really it should be the opposite is that during childhood fuck up mess up make choices try things switch your major six times until you find something that's good that is the time to do it not when you're you know 40 years in not to say you can't because you do know more about yourself I mean I went back to school but I think too, it's like, I would have had a very different high school experience had I been on the team, which then would have probably led to all of my friends in, in high school also went to college. You know, I, I my life, I mean, I'm so happy it went the way that it did. But when I look at the experiences that were the most painful, I think could have been not avoided, but I think I wanted to provide the opportunity to have a different experience for my child. And so I spent the money. I did all the things to create this environment for her to have a different outcome if she wanted it, just providing the choice. And that's really, really powerful. So it, it was interesting. Her making the team felt so healing to me in a sense of being chosen, in a sense of, um, you know, when you put in the work, when you put in the effort and when when people care about you to give you that chance, give you that choice, how that can really change your life and giving people and giving yourself the opportunity to do things differently, even if it's a little bit uncomfortable at first, can completely change your life. So it was interesting. It was something that I didn't really anticipate feeling, but it was like this wave. So for me, when energy moves, it's very visceral. Um, things like my stomach, Sometimes like it's like belching, but it, it's not. Sometimes it's like this like yawn, but it's not really a yawn. I can't recreate it. 
like an everyday life, um, waves of being like hot or cold, like sweating profusely for no reason. It's not hot there. You know, when energy moves, I feel it in a very visceral way. That's kind of how it works when I have clients too, is that's usually how I know I'm like, Hey, are you experiencing this? I can feel in my body what you're feeling. Um, because energy also behaves in a non-local way. It does, doesn't only identify the information within energy in one specific place. Another fact of quantum physics. So um, my intent of recording this video, this podcast, is that when you start to do this type of work, you will see the trickle down that happens either in your children, in your families, in the people around you. You may, it may be something that's long-term coming. <laughs> I mean, this happened for me, gosh, okay, 20 years ago, 20 years ago that I was rejected in, in volleyball. <laughs> and that feeling of rejection, that feeling of not being good enough, that feeling of not being chosen and having it see the way that it manifests in partners that I would choose in jobs, in all sorts of things. And doing, becoming aware of it about two years ago, that that was something that was a belief that I didn't realize that I had. It was again, subconscious, which they all are until they're not until you're aware of them, which is why it's important to kind of watch your thoughts, watch your behaviors, because that's how you become aware of things that you're like, what's causing the problem. You're like, well, what am I doing? What am I thinking? How, what do I believe? You have to get into those deeper layers. Um, that it does have a trickle down effect. And this is why, again, like when people start doing this work, they want to see these like results like that. You know, when you start seeing a healer, if you, if you were to come to me and I balance your energetic body and we're working on something specific for you, it may not be after one or two sessions. You might be because it is so deep seated and like myself, it trickled and, and blossomed into all of these other places in my life that I had to pull back some of the other more like obvious layers first, right? To actually get to some of the underlying ones of, again, feeling unworthy. And this showed up in, in other areas too, but it was like, I had to start choosing myself consistently, not just once or twice, consistently over time for my reality to shift. And when my reality started to shift again, just like the, you know, my daughter having that moment of wisdom of, you know, I'm just going to take the advice of somebody who has 20 years experience using people around you to be the mirrors for your potential. And that when you do something, when you decide to change, not only does it change again, like I was like, I'm just going to provide a better, a different opportunity for her because this was something I wish would have been done for me. That wasn't, and that's okay. But if she's expressing these things and she's telling me what her desires are, and she's telling me this is something that she wants to work towards my job as a parent, as a custodian of her, her soul, you know, in this life is to help her navigate experiences and provide her with 
opportunities the best that I can to be able to experience life. And when they, when they do that, when you start to do things differently, me making the choice to be like, I will pick you up and put you in there because every time I wanted to quit, I was told, okay, it's okay. You don't have to do it if you don't want to for everything. I was like, I don't want to do it. No, I was like, no big deal, which again, I understand as you know, if you have five kids and a child's like, Hey, you don't really need to chauffeur me anymore for this. I don't think I want it that much. As a parent, you're probably like, yeah, cool. But if you see that they really do want it and you see some of these things, it's going to require some effort. Something that I've learned is that anything that is worth having does require effort. Everything. Um, the peace of mind that I have that comes from meditating every single day is invaluable to me. Does it take effort to sit down? Does it take effort to practice yoga? Does it take effort to watch what I eat? Does it? Yes, to all of those things. But all of those things give back to me more than they take. And so when you start doing some of this work and you start changing your external environment, you start to you know watch your thoughts, watch your mind. It starts to change the internal environment, how your genes are expressed how you know your child believes that it, i mean her saying that that 20 years experience thing y'all i'm like it was a moment where i was like oh my gosh you are listening <laughs> all these things that i say you are listening i'm so happy <laughs> um you know that that they have an effect both again behind you you can ask like, hey, does my ancestry want this healing? I have talked about many times that I'm a fourth generation single parent. I have done a lot of work and then asked their souls if they, if, you know, these, you know, great grandmother or things like that want the healing for them because their souls are never ending. And so when they choose to come again, they've then accepted a different frequency of vibration and knowledge into their life. So they change the trajectory of their soul's experience. And then not only does it do that, then it changes your downline too, both ways. Layers of healing, healing your lineage. This is not just healing yourself. You are healing for everybody that's come before you and everybody that comes after you, you know, and it's my like wish for you that as you do this work, you start to notice the small trickles, notice the little glimmers of um, change of healing of joy of gratitude, because they're always there. They're there, but when you're so wrapped up in your ego, so wrapped up in your conditioning, so wrapped up in your stories, you often don't see them. So I would love to know if you have, again, if you have somebody who's at all interested in like energy, yoga, chakras, they're going to love this podcast. Um, please share it with them. This is such a great one for parents to, to, because you need to know too that what you're doing matters. What you're doing matters and it does it does influence them, even if you don't see it sometimes. You know, it does change you doing work on yourself, being self-exploratory, being, you know, having that introspection. It 
matters and it changes the trajectory of not just your life or your children's life, but your friends' lives, your parents' lives, your grandparents. You are never too old to learn. In fact, our biology is, is naturally always trying to learn, adapt, learn, adapt, learn, adapt. So don't be afraid to kind of do those things or to let your kids heal you, to let your friends, your family, be people that mirror back to you some wisdom or some healing that maybe your soul needs. As always, I love, love, love having these conversations with you. And I'm so grateful that you spend your time with me. Um, if you have, again, any questions or anything like that, please go ahead and follow me over on Instagram at Shalane Carter. Um, I'll also put a link in the notes. I'll put a link for the couple of things that we've talked about in today's episode. So if you want to know more about that, um, whether it be Amit Goswami, who, you know, the quantum physicist, um, if you want to know more about generational trauma, I'll link some of the um, podcast episodes I've done on it and all the goodies. Um, please make sure you subscribe. I plan on being back on the podcast game every week um, and just giving you some goodness, giving you something that helps you have a better perspective. My job is an expander. My job in this life is to be a healer, to be an expander, to show you your potential. So every episode, whether it be a conversation with somebody else or just myself, is just to enhance your life to make you broaden the way that you think the way that you live and start to really get to know yourself on a deeper level i love you cheers